Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. We want to take a minute and give credit to one of our sponsors of the show, Her Two Beauty Bar. They specialize in all-natural skincare, all-natural ingredients, which includes sensual body butters, cleansing soap milk, exfoliating sugar scrubs, facial aloe skin products, and argan hair care. Go to MySkinCareNatural.com to shop for your natural skincare needs. Now, back to the show. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Glad it's the weekend and welcome everybody to CBS Soap Dish Recap where we recap the Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful. And with the Bold, we had a lot going on this week, even though it was basically one storyline. And then, of course, we probably only have one big storyline on Young and the Restless as well. And I take it you still haven't seen Friday's episode, correct? Not not for you and the rest of us. I was able to squeeze in Friday's episode of Bold and Beautiful since it was only like Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, you really didn't miss too much. Just the same old, same old. So, I mean, we could okay. still do um, Young and the Restless first. And then when we get to Friday, I can just recap everybody with, and unless you, because I know you, you're still going to go and see it, right? Yeah, I'll watch it. I don't, spoilers don't bother me if there's any. Don't bother you. Okay. Yeah. Okie doke. Okie dokes. All right. So let's start with the young and the restless. And by the way, I hope everybody is out there still being safe, staying healthy, Mm -hmm. being happy and everything. Because it's a lot still going on in the world. It's not just uh, in one place. Everybody's going through something. So guys, just stay healthy and stay happy. Okay. So let's start with um um let's see how many storylines did we have on the young and restless this week because we did have the big storyline with um Amanda. Yep. And then we also had the storyline with this whole thing following Adam. Yeah, those were basically the only two. The smaller ones Correct. probably uh, the uh, Kyle and Kyle and Summers engagement, but I think that was right. only like over maybe the first couple of days, three days. Mhm, mhm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, let's tackle which one you want to tackle first. Do you want to start with the Adam storyline or the Elena and Amanda and the rest of that? Um, let's do the Adam storyline first and get that out of the way. Okay, so I mean, it was pretty typical this week. Um, again, I'll let you because I know you have some detailed notes, correct? Um, yeah, well, they're not as detailed as they normally are, but I, I do have some, some notes, okay, not by storyline. Okay, uh, let's see where to begin with Adam. Wait, we didn't even, let's see, Adam wasn't, 
Oh, wait. No, I was just on the wrong day. Okay, let me see what I got. So, because the biggest like, thing... Go ahead. I was going to say, it looks like the the first thing that happened with that storyline this week was um, Adam and Chelsea. Remember when I said last week I didn't think that they knew Victoria was behind it? Yes, I thought about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they found out that it was it was Victoria this week because they were assuming that he was on the phone. They were thinking with Elena um, mm-hmm. when they were listening in last week. And mm-hmm. then they find out it's Victoria because she this this is when she actually I think comes into the office and is talking to Billy. Correct. Yeah. So they find out she's behind it. Um. So the conversation that they listen to, of course, starts out with them talking about um all the stuff that's going on with Adam and all the stuff they want to put out in this story and in the press. But then it kind of shifted to Victoria kind of told him off, like, don't get this twisted. This is just us working together. And it's nothing more than that. I kind of felt bad for Billy. Well, I mean, this is what, this is something that I had been saying a couple weeks ago, you know, and I'm like, Billy thinks that, you know, he's all in because Victoria helped sell off a piece of Newman to him, the community, you know, the communications division and whatnot. But the thing is, this is all part of Victoria's agenda to use him. Yeah. And he couldn't believe how cold she turned in that moment. Because when he tried to have that sentimental moment with her to say, you know, hey, I, I, you know, a lot of my actions if I had did something differently, maybe we could have been differently. And she turned so fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, Victoria. Like, I understand that you you don't really want to have anything to do with Billy romantically right now, but I thought she was, that was still a little harsh. Uh, Yeah. That was bad. You know, I was like, whoa. I mean, she really went from you know, laughing and smiling and talking about their plans and everything to when he brought the whole thing up, man, things could have been different between us. I mean, she, her whole demeanor, her facial expression, her tone, everything just shifted in that moment. Yeah. And did you see Billy's facial expression? It was like, what the heck was that? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was just like everything it turned. It was like it, it was almost like with Victoria there was just Mm -hmm. like a switch as soon as he said that there was just like this switch that came on with her and and she just shut it down cold and then his facial expression and his body language changed (laughs) yeah because it freaked him out he was like dang I wasn't trying to get back with you or anything it was just me saying that I wish I could have done things differently maybe what would happen with us would have been different Right. And all she could have said was, yeah, but you know what? That's in the past. We need to keep moving forward. And she, it would have been done and over yeah. with. You know what I mean? But yeah, that was cold. I'm like, they, you know, I got to give kudos to Amelia Hindley because she's definitely playing this role. Yeah, I mean, is. a lot. She is definitely playing this role, you know, because I was wondering if they were going, you know, we always looked at Adam as being Victor. Mm 2.0 well I mean look yeah looked at Adam as being Victor 2.0 but Victoria which is also his namesake yeah 
Yeah, she's definitely got some Victor Newman in her. I think she's actually <laughs> way more. She is way more colder than Adam is, like emotionally. Yes, she is. I think Adam mm-hmm. is just. He just has, in, in my opinion, I think Adam just has a lot of hurt from maybe his childhood and growing up without mm-hmm. Victor the way they did. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, some of the things that Victor has tried to do when he became an adult. But Victoria, I think she's just. She's just straight up cold hearted. Like no Yeah no and at all. Yeah, because some of the stuff that let's just stick on Victoria this week. Because besides that whole thing and with Billy, how she's been remember we talked about last week how she tried to manipulate Sharon into showing yeah. up at her house, giving information. Then this whole thing that she had the conversation, and I think that might have been something that you might have missed on Friday, or maybe this was Thursday where she had the conversation with Abby and Chance this week. So, and you didn't yeah. see that. So that must I have been the Friday. the conversation with, that she had with Chance. Okay. Um, because Chance tried to walk away when he saw her at the bar at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Adam. Yeah, I mean, my thing is what here's the thing what is the end result is just to feel a certain way that her brother maybe go to jail or something because here's the thing they already know the story about the fact that this was self-defense yeah that he defended his mother i mean look what your mother did for you over jt right yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, I mean, how are you going to get try to put him on blast for something that he did protect his mother when your own mother did the exact same thing to protect you from your ex? Yeah, exactly. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I guess that the writers, I mean, granted, they don't expect us to think in that detail or that far beyond. But I mean, seriously, when you look at that, it's like. It's self-defense just as much as you tried to stay out of jail right? and your mom tried to stay out of jail for knocking JT out and trying to, y'all tried to bury him. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and she can justify that in her mind. But of course, and I mean, she, with the, the way uh-huh. she feels about Adam, she don't care about what the justification was. She just looking for something to make him look bad and ruin his name basically and and this is the same issue that i have with both of the shows is that some of the stuff if they really have some really creative and i'm not saying that the writers that they have are not but if they kind of add a little spiciness or some curveballs to some of these storylines and kind of put people on blast Mm -hmm. whether the other character reacts to it or not the way that it's scripted but that would have been an easy something for who um, somebody that wasn't involved, like Abby, to tell her, or if Adam knew about it and she accosted him. Even when Billy showed up at the house, I don't understand. He's so mad about Adam. Why didn't Adam clap back? Like, dude, you just committed attempted murder yourself upon me. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. You know, you tried to run me down because you were so caught up in your head with whatever issues you got going on, but then I got issues and then you're trying to do this to me. That's what I'm saying. If they should put some stuff back out there, right? it'll really make the audience be like, yeah, you know, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah I, mean? I hate so. when they don't do that, when they don't bring up valid, they don't have the characters bring up valid, like, 
you can you can say this about me, but don't you remember when you did this? Especially if it was something that just happened recently. Yeah, I mean, argument. seriously. Yeah, I mean, both scenarios with Billy running down Adam and then also the whole thing with JT, this has all been within the last three, four years. Yeah. So it's not like it's something from 20 years ago. Right. I mean, it's like you guys are acting like you guys ain't done nothing. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I just thought that was interesting. I had to throw that in there because I was thinking about those scenarios when this was playing. I'm like, Adam, tell him that he just tried to run you over. <laughs> you want to put me on blast for murder. How about your attempted murder of me? Yeah. You know, but they don't write it like that. So, anywho, but then so from that to go into a little bit deep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. So, from that conversation that they eavesdropped on, that's when they find mm-hmm. out that um, was it Alyssa made contact with the pharmacist that helped Adam, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mess with Victor's medication. Mm-hmm. So, I think. So, remember when Adam assumed when he. Was looking, went looking for Alyssa and she wasn't in her room. Mm-hmm. And he assumed, not Adam, I'm sorry, Billy. And he assumed that Billy had done, or Adam had done something to her or got mm-hmm. rid of her somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming when Adam made that phone call, whatever phone call it was, he made asking somebody to do him a favor or to get rid of something or take care of something for him. I think it was the pharmacist, not Alyssa. I think so. Are you talking about the the second phone call that Adam made to tell somebody to take care of something? That's the part you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't that wasn't that when he was when Chelsea was asking him what he had planned and he wouldn't tell her? That part and see even that I don't understand. I mean, this girl has consistently showed you that she's gonna ride or die for you. Why you keep her out of the loop? I just don't know. I think they're stronger together when they're both on the same page. Yeah, but anyway, he was just trying to protect her, I guess. Yeah, I but was... but come to find out, all it was was her uh, Adam redirecting uh, Alyssa onto a false lead. What was so major about that that you couldn't tell her about that part? Because what Adam ended up doing was because even Billy came over to the house all mad. What? Because remember, yeah. Billy went up to Alyssa's sweet and she wasn't there and the door was cracked and all of this stuff so of course billy automatically assumed that adam did something to her and so when at when he accosted adam at his place you know adam is like trying to play mystery Mm -hmm. you know and billy is like if you've done something to her blah 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 and come to find out he ended up having a conversation with Alyssa at the end of the show remember that yeah i remember that and i saw that's what that's what made me think that it wasn't well not it didn't make me think it, it of course we see that Alyssa was fine so yeah was she was fine mm-hmm. so did they show Friday what that, that call actually was because my guess was that maybe he got in contact mm-hmm. with somebody to find the okay so before. what ended up happening is is that um, Adam ended up sending her on a bogus lead. So oh, okay. remember, she's trying to track down different things that she could collect on Adam. Mm-hmm. And so they had somebody contact her and send her off to Arizona. I think this is the name of the city he said. Something Arizona. Oh, gotcha. And um, that's where she took a ride out to and she's going to get there and she's not going to find anything. So he was buying some time 
but he didn't do anything major. And I'm like, that was the big secret. You just sent her on a bogus lead. Okay, whatever. Wow. So it would have been better yeah. if they would have had if it would have been something to do with the pharmacist, like having someone go find the pharmacist and not necessarily do something to her, but maybe bribe her or something like that to keep her from talking. I mean, at this point, as of yesterday, when Adam, he was like, I, I'm all out of tricks. And I'm like, what do you mean? This girl is on her way back. When she realized that she was on bogus lead, it's over. And the previews for next week, oh, yeah, that's another thing that happened yesterday as well. Um, and you tell me what you think about this. You'll probably see it when you're able to catch up with Friday's episode. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Victoria is having a conversation over the phone with Billy again. Mm-hmm. And they're arranging how they want this to go down. And Nikki overhears her. And, of course, you know, she's trying to get bits and pieces out of Victoria. She got a little bit about her trying to take down Adam. And, you know, uh, Nikki is worried about the fact that it's going to affect Victor, of course. She's like, I, I, she said, I got to live with this man. You trying to start something. Right. You remember that? Did you see that part? No, I didn't see that, but I can see okay, so, yeah, that. Yeah, she was like, I got to, and she said it exactly like that. I got to live with the man. So, I mean, whatever you're doing to affect him, it's going to affect your father, too, you know. And Victoria didn't finish the conversation. I mean, she walked out. But the thing is, that was Nikki's cue to go over to Chancecom because now Lily's back. Okay. And, you know, she's trying to say, hey, you know, I just come over to check. You know how they do. They play that role. I just come over to see how you doing. And, And basically, she got to the point, like, look, I don't know if you know what's going on, but whatever it is, I need to know how bad it is and how it's going to affect my family, Mm -hmm. which she should have, because it's like, okay, my own daughter ain't telling me what's up. Just to let you know is what, you know, she's saying Vic, I mean, uh, Victoria and Billy is putting something together. Do you know what this is? And so, of course, Lily is playing hardball. Oh, this is my company. I know what goes on in my company and what I'm going to do. And she was like, well, let me tell you something. Whatever it is that you think you know about what's going on with Victor, I mean, Victoria and Billy, Mm -hmm. with whatever they're trying to do to take down Adam, Mm -hmm. believe me, if it gets that far where it affects Victor, you're going to have all kind of lawsuits up in here. So you just be prepared. And you know Victor go at any lengths to protect himself. Right, putting a scare tactic in her and you know granted she played yeah well whatever type of thing but when she walked out their office <laughs> Lily was looking like oh crap yeah. <laughs> which that's so so is Lily completely aware because I was under the I impression this whole time that she wasn't completely aware of everything that this story involved well that's what she she's trying to protect herself but she realizes that she don't know the full scope of what's going on up under her nose okay because it would surprise me that and it still kind of surprises me that um, she initially was okay with them doing this story and I, I she at least at the very least she knows what it's about she just doesn't know all the details right that's why when it comes to dealing with Billy Abbott if he's going to work with you, 
you have to have system control mechanisms around him. Because if you give him free reign, his whole character is all about bending the rules and pushing the boundaries. When his hatred or his habits or addict uh, addiction is tapped into, mm-hmm. as long as he's got these barriers around him so for somebody to say, no, you can't do that. I'm sorry. If you want to work here, you got to buy by company policy or whatever. But because Lily is trying to be not that Control. authoritative, yeah. right. You know, it's allowing Billy to tap into his dark side because he continually said over the past several months, I'm not interested in going backwards. I didn't got over my, my hatred for Adam. But when you give him the leeway to do it, which Victoria tapped back into that, she know deeply rooted in him that's still there. Yeah. And it just opens up that Pandora's box with him. And here we are again. And from the way the previews look next week, he's going to push a button too quick that Lily wasn't ready to push. And she's not going to be happy about that. So whatever that is, I don't know if they released the story or they wrote something. And it was against Lily's... um, you know, approval. Yeah. You know, yeah. You'll see it when they show, you know, how at the end of Friday's episode, they'll show next week or whatever. You'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. But, yeah, Billy is becoming slowly unhinged. And Victoria don't care. That's what I'm saying, I think. And that's what Abby told her. She said, I realize that you got hatred for the man, but you won. You've won. You've got to see why are you doing this. And I'm glad that somebody had to tell her. It's like, what what are you doing? You got the yeah. seat. And the other thing that bothers me about it is Victoria, of anybody, knows how this kind of stuff affects Billy. Why are you, mm-hmm. why do you want to drag him down that destructive path again? The father of your children. That doing things that you hated that he would do when you were together. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, she's basically just dragging him back down that dark destructive path that he goes on every once in a while instead of leaving him out of it and, and how about you just do it whatever it is that whatever revenge that she wants to take she should have just done that herself instead of involving him I don't I think that was that was uh, extremely selfish of her but you know what she's against that dark side of her has because she so hurted Billy for the whole Amanda thing he, she so hurted her father because of him playing with his kids' lives. She's at the point that she has turned dark. The one thing that she's so pissed off at Adam about, guess what? You're doing the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, granted, she hasn't, I mean, she, she hasn't killed anybody or, or kidnapped any babies or anything. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you going down that path where it's like you don't care who you hurt. And you don't care about Lily because remember the person that you're dealing with, that's her company too. Right. You know, I mean, Billy, you don't care about him. You just care about the hatred that he has for Adam and Victor. You don't care about that dude. You know, so it's just crazy that the way that this whole storyline is written, you know, and I, I, I actually had to give kudos to Abby. I'm normally, because Abby be doing some crazy things, but she told Victoria straight out, why are you even doing this? This was yesterday. Why are you doing this? I mean, you've won. You got the CEO position. 
You should be happy. Victor, I mean, Adam is no longer in, in Newman. Why are you doing this? And then she starts stuttering. Well, I mean, somebody got to let the world know what Adam is capable of. But why? And she said, you don't realize by whatever you're planning to do is going to take down not only Adam, but everybody else that maybe get caught up in the crossfire. And that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. She turns around and say, well, how many times have I gotten hit in the crossfire? (laughs) (laughs) And her. What were you about to say? Her and Adam are kind of they're kind of doing the same thing though because Adam who also keeps going back and forth with the revenges and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. he was planning on doing something to to Victor and Billy before he even knew that Billy had anything planned Billy and Victoria had anything planned remember because the first thing he says to to Chelsea is getting revenge on Victor when him and Chelsea finally you know work their little issues out and he moved back home. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's that whole that whole little group, Victoria, Victor, and Adam, it's like a merry go round of I'm gonna get revenge on you now or I'm gonna make you pay for this or I'm gonna I'm gonna do this to you to to get payback. And it's like how how many times are you guys gonna do this to each other? Like at what point yeah, I mean... do you guys just leave each other alone? <laughs> Exactly. You know, and even with, uh, you know, at first I, you know, because Nick can be self-righteous a lot. Okay. I don't know who's more self-righteous, either him or Mariah. But um, the thing is, is that Nick is probably breathing easy, sleeping at night. The only time he really has to worry about things is when he chooses to worry about his family. But he's not in the middle of that anymore. And Abby, now that she's cut Phyllis out of her life with this whole thing with Grand Phoenix, she's basically living peacefully except for the fact that she's worried about Chance and what Victoria has to do in regards to him. So I just, I mean, granted, they need drama for the show, obviously. But, you know, the thing is, is that it, it to me looked like the drama back in the day that they used to write was really of creative substance versus yeah. stuff that don't make sense right now. Because yeah, what they're doing is don't make sense. Yeah, both of, both sides of it, it was just pointless to me. It was pointless the moment Adam um, and Chelsea decided that they were going to get some kind of revenge on Victor. And then mm-hmm. the same with Victoria. It, it's pointless for her. You're Why are you poking the bear again? What's the point? Yeah, and and the things that you're trying to unearth are all self-defense situations. Yeah. It's not like he killed people in cold blood that he sought them out. He tracked them down and just for no reason heartlessly killed somebody. The dude that he killed in Vegas was to save Chance's life. Mm-hmm. It's self-defense. The, the dude that he pushed down at 11 year old was to save his mother. So I'm like, writers, why are you using this as a source of drama to have all these people infighting? Find something legitimate, like the whole JT thing. That was interesting. Yeah. When they had Diane on there and they was trying to figure out who killed her because, of course, we figured out it was Nikki. That was a little bit different. I mean, the storylines of where they want to create a center of 
drama around was a whole lot more of substance than what it is now. You know what I mean? So yeah. anyway. That's what that's why I've enjoyed Nick this week because his whole and and his his character I feel like has always been like what you said when he wants to get involved, he'll get involved. But for the most part Nick usually stays out of like that Adam revenge drama. And that's mm-hmm. how his, his whole this week his whole thing has been um he doesn't let things that he can't control like get under his skin or yeah, right. his life and he lets things basically roll off his back and he doesn't have time for useless drama and that moment that he had with um with Adam when they were at, ran into each other at society and Victor was there mm-hmm. and um, he asked how Connor was doing and he gave Adam some advice on like the boarding school situation boarding school yeah I thought that yeah. was a nice moment between them and I like seeing him and Adam not be snarky towards each other. I actually thought that was really cool because, you know, they were throwing jabs at each other at that bar, okay? Mm -hmm. And then when Nick got up to walk away, like you just said, you know, he was like, hey, Nick, I got a question for you. What do you think about boarding school? And then did you remember the comment that when he got home, he said to Chelsea about Nick, he said he took advice from a smart man. Yep. Yeah, and I'm like, man, that could be a breakthrough that they could work on. Even though they still, Nick, I don't think will ever see Adam as his best brother. Yeah. But <laughs> last time we saw that is when Justin Hartley was on the screen, you know. But I, you know, I just think that was like you said, you know, I I really think that was a good moment between the two of them. Yeah, and then like when he said, um, "I've been jealous of Nick and Victoria this whole time growing up with their father." He was, and because of that conversation, he was basically realizing that they had to grow up with Victor Newman, and mm-hmm. th- and it it was to the point where Nick wanted to go away to boarding school because he didn't want to be bothered with their father. Mm-hmm. basically realizing that maybe he was it was lucky or maybe he, it was a good thing that he didn't have to grow up with Victor in his life the way they did gotcha yeah I mean seriously it's um it's pretty pretty interesting how there was a couple of revelations and I mean honestly because he's always been like man you left me out there in Kansas in the cold yeah. they never really lately brought up his Harvard business degree they they keep saying you left me out on the farm. Okay, but the Adam character came back to town on the fact that he was a Harvard graduate too. Right. So, I mean, it wasn't like he left you out there, Adam. I mean, your mom did a good job, obviously, somehow being, you know, with everything she had going on, that she was able to send you to Harvard. So, I mean, that goes overlooked by the writers to put that in there too. And that's why I'm saying instead of having Adam fight over Newman, I honestly, when he took over Dark Horse, I was so hoping that he was going to build an empire that competes with Chancellor Jabot and Newman. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't... uh, You didn't think so? Not that particular way, because didn't he use... I can't remember exactly how he got Dark Horse, but didn't he kind of like blackmailed Nick to get it with the kids or something like that? Mm-mm. No, what happened was is that um, the loans that um, Nick had went into default and just like any other business when they are in default, 
some other company or a government entity could come in and buy it. And now they are the new ownership. It's oh. like buying houses on delinquent taxes. Okay. For some, oh, so his, his, yeah, his loans was delinquent. Oh, gotcha. For some reason I thought it had something to do. He used Connor in some way to, to get what he wanted out of Nick. Mm, he got, he actually legitimately, he got mad because of the fact he felt that he was undercut by um, Nick buying, I mean, not Nick, uh, Adam, you know, taking over those loans that were delinquent that he had. But, um, yeah, he actually got that company pretty legitimately. That's why it was no big issue with him taking the company. However, once you buy the kind of like how what happened with uh, Abby, you know, that business was technically supposed to go to Phyllis, but because she couldn't afford to pay whatever the remaining balance was, Abby swooped in and bought the balance and she owned it. Adam did the same thing to Nick. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have anything else with that whole little group of people other than there was one small little insignificant thing with um Chelsea mm. when she mm. bragged about um how she got Connor's best friend his mom to send him to board yeah school. I don't understand why that was in there yeah I didn't I didn't like the whole it was just like the good old days when I used to con people I talked her into sending her son to boarding school exactly was like, that, was that was weird gross. I didn't like that I, I, I guess I, I yeah, didn't like I'm the like way you. she said she conned her into doing that. And it's like, that's, I don't know if I would brag about conning somebody sending their kid away. Yeah, but usually when it's a con, you're trying to undercut someone to take something from. You just talk the girl into sending her, sending her kid to school. How is that a con? I guess it just sounds nasty. Yeah, that didn't make it sense. About, it, it does. Her getting something for her. But it was, but. I, I don't know. I, I, to me, it, it it was just it just sounded gross. Like you just talk this mm-hmm. woman into sending her child away just so your son could have a his best friend at school with him. And it was just the way that she bragged about it. It was just I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't yeah, it wasn't good at all. <laughs> but then again, Chelsea has yeah, it was it was been crazy. On my nerves for the past couple of months, so I'm probably also a little biased when it comes to her and anything that she does. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I was hoping that both, and I think this was also yesterday because Chance and Adam finally had a sit-down conversation. And because remember, Chance was like, okay, if you're going to play on your own, I got to be leery of you, meaning Adam. Mm -hmm. But they were able to finally meet at, um, at society. Okay. And have a conversation. And, you know, finally, Adam got him on the same page, let her know, let him know. That's when it came out that he put that bogus lead out in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, (laughs) here's the interesting thing, though, is that Chance was like, I know where she is now. And And Adam was like, well, would you tell me? He was like, not a chance. So. He don't trust Adam anymore. He lost that trust when Adam tried to keep him out of the loop. They're okay. They're cordial. They're looking out for each other, but they don't trust. He chance don't trust him right yeah. now. But here's the other thing I wanted to mention too. I got a question mm-hmm. for you. 
Because this whole thing that's um what was it? Oh my god, it was on my mind. And I think it had something to do oh yeah, the pills that um they claim when Victoria is using saying that, you know, up in the dosage. What does she expect to get out of that? Because remember Paul was a part of that. So are you expecting him to get arrested? Because Paul had already let him off the hook for that whole thing. Remember? Because he was part of, of um, the plan to fake uh, Victor's death. Remember that? After he, you know, Adam thought he took the pills and died and they had this phony funeral. Oh, and yeah. All this type of stuff. So I'm wondering the way that this is written. It's like, okay, what is Victoria's end game just to get props to say, I got you? I think because no, because the thing is, is that besides the fact that all this is self-defense, when you bringing up this whole thing about throwing him under the bus for these pills that Victor took where his dosage was too high, Paul was already a part of that whole thing. So it's not like the police going to arrest him for that because the chief of police was all involved with it too. So I don't, I don't know how to, what the writers are going with this whole thing with Victoria. I think her, to me, her goal, it sounds like her goal is to just ruin Adam's name business-wise. Like, so I guess... His reputation or something? So I guess maybe she feels like if she exposes all these stories, um, that Adam will have less of a chance of trying to take Newman over again because nobody's going to want to be bothered with Mm. him. That's my... That's the only guess I have. That's your take. Yeah. But it, even in the writings that they have going now, like we keep saying, he defended his mother. If people were to hear that story, yeah. <laughs> do you actually think they're going to be mad at this 11-year-old kid who defended his mother? Not the, now, the Peel story... Go ahead. I was going to say, probably not that one, but the Vegas one, they're probably... You know how some people are. She, I'm, I'm sure she's thinking there'll be some people that'll be leery of him being in a position like that or wanting to work with somebody that would cover up a, a murder, even though it was self defense. my that's just yeah that whole thing is just I, I just yeah I, it's just it's just too much. It's like I mean it'll be different if there it was a real story that they need to cover up. Yeah. You know, but anywho, I guess that's enough about them. You want to tackle the whole summer and Lola thing before we get Amanda? Yep. So we see uh, Kyle and Summer, excuse me, in the park proposing marriage to each other. And of course, Lola lurking around the the corner behind the bushes and she sees it. And she's got the little pitiful Mm -hmm. look on her face because she's, you know, of course, she's probably upset about seeing that. And then immediately goes to her restaurant, calls Theo over, and tells Theo that they need to break up, which I didn't even know that her and Theo were an actual couple, because I swear when That's they first started said. going out or hanging around each other, I swear Lola said that she didn't want anything serious right now. Serious. So so That's confused. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. And her behavior... In one moment, oh, we're not doing anything serious. But then you get mad when he don't answer a text message. You acting like you are in a relationship. That girl, 
the way that the character Lola is written is this insecure, inexperienced with relationships type of girl who just don't know what she wants to yeah. do. And I mean, it's so unfortunate because they could have went so many places with the Theo Lola romance. Yep. They they could have, yeah, you know. But yeah, go ahead. Yep. So she uh, basically tells Theo that she feels like she deserves to be treated better. She he's she told him um, that she I guess she didn't feel like she was getting the respect that she deserved from him. And I that is so yeah, stupid. And, and, and Theo basically was like, I, you know, I, I do respect you, um, and and tells her, good, good luck finding somebody that lives up to your lofty standards. And that's what I was telling you when we talked on the call last mm-hmm. weekend when I said, just wait till Monday and see what Theo has to say. Yeah. And that's what I was talking about. Yeah, I I was glad he said it because ain't nobody gonna keep dealing with that nonsense. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Me too. I feel bad. You know, he him. has been. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's I could see if the dude was got a bunch of girls coming over, and you know, he's out there partying when he, you know, he was working. Yeah. He wasn't moving in the direction that you want him to move, and all of a sudden he's not respecting you. Okay, whatever. And that took a total, the total <laughs> opposite direction of where I thought that was going when she called him over there. Because I thought when she mm-hmm. started talking about how she got jealous when she saw him with Chelsea, and that's that's not fair to him that she gets jealous anytime she sees him talking to it, communicating mm-hmm. with another woman because he's a he's flirty and that's how he communicates with people. I thought she was going to say I'm admit how much she actually likes him because it makes her feel that way and and then like go into the you know I I want this to turn into something more serious but she went the total opposite direction and saying I want to break up and I'm like wait a minute didn't even know you guys were together but okay <laughs> yeah I, I just whole, I feel bad for Theo with that one so I'm hoping that yeah they mm-hmm. Like I think you said before, with um, Courtney. Courtney Hope coming on the show, I'm hoping that maybe that'll be a new love interest for him. I so hope so because then <laughs> Courtney Hope is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. That I have not only you know, of course, if this is Theo news friend, that I have Lola looking crazy. That I even have Kyle looking crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he. I don't think he's a hundred percent sold on Summer. I really don't. I think there's some hesitation. I have seen Monday episode, mm-hmm. um, but the thing is, I just there's something about this that I think the writers are going into a direction that I hope they're not going into, not which is to swing him back to Lola. I hope not either, because all of this to me would have been point a waste if they did this. And I honestly think, but oh, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. No, I was going to say, and even with the whole situation when having Adam go through that whole thing with Sharon and now they're in two separate places, what was all the purpose of that too? You know, it's like they tried to go one way and they're like, eh, I don't think we're going to go with this. And then they backtrack and they did the same thing with Theo and Lola. It's like, oh yeah, let's build a a little romance and maybe she can, you know, and then and they they went went separate ways with that. So I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. 
But I'm I'm also wondering because they're I feel like they're making uh-huh. too big of a deal and too big of a point of how right. Nick doesn't um doesn't buy that Kyle is like all in with this relationship. He has that conversation with Jack. Um he says it to Phyllis. Like Nick he also keeps saying it. So I wonder if maybe they're building up the the doubt to show mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they are actually a solid couple. That's what I'm thinking too, because it's almost like it's they're cliffhangering this couple. Yeah, you know they make they put them like oh, and Summer is like all in, and oh yeah, we're gonna get married and we're engaged, and and Kyle is so reserved with this thing. That's why I felt at first, you know. But this week and last week is well, when they started making mm-hmm. Kyle because Kyle Kyle was the mm-hmm. one who brought all this stuff up. Summer didn't. Kyle was the one that talked about marriage and talked about kids he was the one that went and got he got her a ring even though you know they, the summer didn't ask him to go get a ring he did it himself well the divorce papers are coming out okay and so um there's yeah there's a little hesitation going on so i i just i hope not i, I don't want to backtrack to that couple me neither i don't either because i didn't really in the beginning, I was rooting for them just because of how nasty Summer was being um, to Lola. Mm-hmm. But then when Lola's personality started coming out with that whole insecure, getting mad over everything that Kyle tried to do for her, um, the 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 pettiness I felt like she had, I, that was when I mm-hmm. started to feel like uh, I don't like them together because I don't like her attitude towards him. Right. Yeah, and having him question his 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 financial status and why you got to you know that whole thing was just crazy, you know. And for them, and then she tried to do it to Theo too, mm-hmm. you know. Why you got to live that? You can't. You don't have to do it this way. It's gonna be this way, and you should have called me. And I sent you a text, and you can't give me two seconds. And I'm like, oh my god, he came straight to right. you after work. Yep. Mm-hmm. You act like he had been missing in action for 48 hours or something. You know, it's just, that was crazy. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much, what did you think about the whole interaction with Phyllis, Nick, and Summer at the hotel? Was that yesterday? Did you mm-hmm. see that part I saw, of it or no? I, okay, you did. That must have been Thursday. Yeah, I think it was Thursday, like Wednesday, Thursday. Um, it was nice to see Phyllis being like the voice of reason in that whole that mm-hmm. whole thing. Like trying to point out to Nick, like you, you haven't been in perfect relationships either. We've we've backtracked with each other before. You and Sharon got married mm-hmm. at a, a age that was younger than what they are right now. Mm-hmm. Like trying to see it from her her uh, point of view, kind of thing, which was all facts. Yeah. And Nick just was not; he would not budge. Yeah, he wasn't trying to hear that. At all. Yeah, he is not mine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate And you, I get but... it. Like I I understand why Nick would be skeptical after, you know, all of the, the drama that her and Kyle went through before and how hurt that he knew that Summer was and the things that Summer did to Kyle. Like I get it. I would probably be more on the side of where Nick is right now. But Phyllis does have a point that mm-hmm. when you're in love with somebody in a relationship like that, there's nothing that you can say that is going to change their mind. Like, if there is something wrong in that relationship, she's going to have to see it for herself. And no amount of Nick's lectures or 
um, not accepting what their relationship is is going to change that. It's just going to make his relationship with Summer worse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. And I think that that was pretty much it this week because we talked about the engagement with her and, you know, the whole interaction with Theo and Lola and... um yeah, that was it. I mean, Sharon is still going through her thing, and she apologized to the end of Never mm-hmm. to yeah. Ray, and Ray is like, you don't have to do that. You know, it's no, okay. Yeah. She did have that little, little um, incident with Mariah where she kind of snapped at her about not bringing Faith home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then, um, what's her name? What's the girl name? Um, Mariah's girlfriend. Oh, um, Gosh, now I can't think of her name. <laughs> <laughs> she have she haven't been on much. Yeah, I was surprised to see her. Oh my god, Tessa. Tessa, yes. Tessa and Ray decides to put this whole thing together, and they just gush. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, I'm sorry. You know. So yeah, that no, was must, cute. That must have um, no, that was like Wednesday. I think it was. It, yeah, it wasn't yesterday. Put, it was earlier this what? week. When okay, so remember when, like you say, Sharon and Mariah had this big fight, and Mariah left the house, yeah. and she was feeling bad that she. Well, remember Ray took her to Crimson Lights, and Tessa, you know, Mariah was talking yeah. to Tessa, and they both, you know, he took her up there, and they met each other, and they started apologizing all over each other, and. Ray was like, I knew all we had to do was to get them together in the same room. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That was like Wednesday. I think. It was Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, it wasn't. They weren't even on yesterday, oh, I don't okay. think. I haven't seen Sharon since earlier this week, oh, actually. Um, yeah, but I think that's it with them. So let's jump into this whole thing with Amanda. Elena is getting on my nerves. Yes, she is getting on my nerves, too. <laughs> And I will say, though, in the very beginning this week, um, which I think was Monday, mm-hmm. when they show Amanda leaving Devon, like, 80 voicemails asking him to call her. I was getting, I was annoyed with Amanda as well. Like, Oh, yeah, because she, she's not treading lightly. She's, like, going gangbusters yeah. on, I need to get what I need. Yeah, and it's like, they've already, he's already explained to you multiple times that it's hard to talk about so and you've already gotten she had already mm-hmm. gotten what one two conversations out of him and then mm-hmm. you're gonna leave him three voicemails asking when can you when can we talk again like come on amanda chill out <laughs> yeah it was she, yeah, was, she was a lot i was annoyed with her in that scene but you know we see von devon eventually um invite her over to talk some more so he's starting to be become yeah but that was based yeah that was based on Nate talking to her or him Nate uh I think it was talk well I think initially him and Amanda talked and then he went and talked to Devon yeah Devon right Nate yeah and Elena was not yeah happy she was kind of uh, <laughs> she she took her little anger out on Nate all week yeah, and it still it gets me. She acting like these two are about to go jump right. in the bed with each other, and it's like, why are you you 
the the actual person that you fear is no longer here. Yeah. So I mean, and Nate told her um, just because he, Nate told her like mm-hmm. you're basically telling her that your worst enemy is your imagination right now because she's she's the only one yep. that is concerned about those two hooking up with each other because I guess she's afraid that it's going to re- remind Devon too much of Hillary, Hillary which. If that was the case, the the route they were going with each other, not the writers or whatever, but let's say in this situation, that would have happened a long time ago. Uh, yeah. I mean, seriously, it's like, and she was like, "Oh, but you you don't know what it was like when he was going through blah blah blah." Well, it was fresh, and he was grieving. And the thing is, when you're dealing with somebody who is still mm-hmm. grieving. You probably shouldn't have got involved with him exactly. in the first place until he cleaned all right. that up. Because remember, she really jumped the gun on getting in this relationship with him. When he technically, and granted, he said yes too, so it wasn't like she pushed the issue alone. But when you see somebody who's not fully over someone or something, you maybe need to let him go and clean that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, I want to say, you know, she, so, she was a little hesitant, actually, wasn't she? About getting involved. Well, I mean, it was weird how how she came along because remember, Devon's sister is what brought Elena onto mm-hmm. the show because her father, Elena, was his nurse. Yeah. Or his niece, or his something. Niece, I believe. But was, also his nurse. But but she was yeah. also his nurse too. And then they, of course, they they're no longer on the show. But that left Elena. But how did she end up in his orbit? I don't know. I I just because Elena is such to me, not Brittany, because Brittany's mm-hmm. a great actress. But the the actual character of Elena and how they brought her onto the screen she's it's not profound so I can't hardly even remember how and what her purpose was at the time when she first came here except for the fact that she was was, a nurse that was her only purpose she was a nurse and that was Anna's dad right his dad right she so I do Mm -hmm. remember um Devon showed interest in her first and she was hesitant because she okay. felt like it was unprofessional, I guess, because she was, um, because she was, uh, she was his nurse, and she felt like she had to focus more mm-hmm. on her patient, and, and she didn't want to start like a relationship with her patients, which I guess she is also that patient's family, but I guess she considered. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think she, I, if I remember correctly, she yeah, that's like what I'm was, saying. It doesn't yeah. stand out. But yeah. I, I remember her. Mm-hmm. I remember her constantly saying, "I need to focus on." I can't even remember what his name is, what Anna's dad's name was. But I remember her constantly saying to Devon, "This is my focus. Like I need to make sure that he is staying healthy and he's following his diet, and um, this would be a distraction, basically." And then eventually she breaks down mm-hmm. and decides to go on a, a date with Devon and they start getting serious. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I really, I, I honestly think they didn't give, because Brittany, obviously, she was a great actress on General Hospital. Um, 
because I think she was a police, she was a, a, a officer or whatever. Oh, really? Um, but coming over here, she, I, you know, I just don't think they gave her the meat that she needed to really play such a vibrant role. I'll just put it like that. And um, now in this situation, they making her this person that is extremely insecure over somebody that no longer exists. And that the person that do exist, who is clearly not into Devon in a romantic way, it's like you, you're projecting Hillary's image onto Amanda, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you're getting jealous of Amanda for that purpose. Granted, like, I do agree with you, you know, Amanda was really pushy yeah. with this, you know, but... um you know, it's just interesting how, yeah, like Nate said, you creating all this stuff in your yeah. head. Because originally, remember, we thought that they were going to try to bring those two together. It don't seem like it this Yeah, week. it doesn't, and I hope that they stick to that. But one of the yeah, things me that too. I did, I felt like I noticed a little bit, um, I think after they mm-hmm. had watched the video of one of Hillary's shows, and... <clears throat> mm-hmm. They were they were like talking about her manner or um, Hillary was talking about her mannerisms and like the way that she did certain things that it reminded her of herself and I was like oh mm-hmm. are they trying to now make <clears throat> like some sort of connection to say that Amanda is a lot like Hillary and is that going to be is that going to start to attract Devon now that that they're pointing these things out. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, honestly, I wish they could boost up because I remember the connection that they had that she had mm-hmm. with Nate when they first started dating and he picked her up from the Grand Phoenix and he was yeah. like, dang, you know, they need to bring that back to them because if they're not going to put her with Billy, which I think Billy's going down a dark path that's going to actually turn her off. Mm-hmm. You know, um, then spice up the whole thing between her and yeah. Nate. You know what I mean? I don't know. They, it's just not. Now, I do see in the comments in the groups that a lot of people are saying that Young and the Restless is pretty boring right now. And granted, look, you know, they are they're trying to film all this content in the middle of a pandemic and they're trying to provide us with whatever they can, especially after taking three and a half months off. So. I do want to at least give appreciation for that fact. However, I also understand the craziness of some of these storylines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, some of them just don't make sense, yeah. you know, so. But even the, did you see how she responded when Devon did try to make her feel comfortable? I mean, did a, um, I think he did a little dinner for her on, I think that was Thursday. Mm -hmm. I saw that. Did you see that part? Yeah. And then he was like, I did this one. She was like, well, what is this for? She's all cold and stuff. A dude sit up there and create a romantic evening for you. And you looking crazy. It was like that wasn't, (laughs) it, it, it wasn't good enough for her. Like she was still, still upset about the fact that he's helping Amanda. Yeah, and the fact that he did it with and sent her a text. That's the other part that oh, she yeah. didn't like. Yeah, she did say that. Because, yeah. Remember? Yeah, so 
I don't know. I will tell you this much just to throw a couple nuggets out there for next week. The thing is, is that I remember saying last week, how come she can't talk to Mariah mm-hmm. and Phyllis and Jack? That's going to be okay. happening this week. Oh, you know, yep. another thing that I saw yep, yep, yep. Uh, a couple of people saying in the group was they, they felt like Divine wasn't completely honest with Amanda um, about the type of person Hillary was. Oh, well, I mean, you got to look at it like this. When you're dealing with a deceased person, you like they say, it's not good to talk bad about yeah. a dead person. <laughs> that I think that's what they're doing. But when you get to see the conversations that happen with mm-hmm. Phyllis and Mariah, it's a oh, different okay. story. So, yeah, that's all I'll say. So the, the, the audience is going to get the side that they're talking about. Because, yeah, Hillary did some crazy things. And to be honest with you, they are going to show mm-hmm. some of those scenes of her behavior. So, you know, don't worry about it, you guys. Y'all go <laughs> see the other side too. So, right. yeah. But um, I think that we cover everything. We covered all yeah. folks. We didn't get a lot of Jack and Tracy this week, which I don't know yeah, what they're doing with this storyline. But look like, oh, Oh, the pr- the promos or the previews for next week did show Tracy finding out the meaning of the oh, emerald okay. necklace. So, yeah, <laughs> look at the, Oh, okay. <laughs> I I just don't have any interest in that story. Yeah, interest in that. Like, uh, n- yeah. and nothing against the actress. Um, Beth is it Maitland? Mm-hmm. Tracy. Yeah. Oh, Beth Maitland. Like I love mm-hmm. her. She seems like a super sweet person. And I even I don't I like the Tracy character too. Her her character is very sweet, but man, I feel like the writers are having a hard time giving her a good yeah, a good, good material. Because mm-hmm. even the thing with um that they tried to do with Kane, that was just awkward to me. It was awkward yeah, it just to a didn't, lot of it people. It didn't make any sense, and it was oh just, my god, it was really awkward. And I just remember because I I told you guys before um, when we first started this show that I've been watching Young and the Restless for as long as I can remember because my grandmother watched it, and that's who I used to spend like my summers mm-hmm. with. She would watch me during the day while my parents were at work. So I can remember like back mm-hmm. when she would have the drama with Brad and um uh. Tracy Brad and um what's the You're talking about Chance's mm-hmm. mother? Brad uh, Carlton, his Tracy and um what's Nina, Nina, right? What's the redhead's no. name? Nina. Oh. That's married to Michael right now. Lauren. Oh, you talking about Lauren? Like they used to have mm-hmm. little drama and she she used to have like really good storylines and now it's like they don't know what to do with her yeah I mean they they, they really don't you know I mean yeah she's Jack little sister but and she's helping out with Dina but that's yeah. the extent of it I mean and then trying now to find the mystery of this necklace I don't know where this is going but I guess we'll find wish, that out yeah. coming up this week um yeah, so, anywho, I think, okay, we did Summer Lola, blah, blah, blah. We did Adam, we did yep. Elaine. That's everybody, yep. then, right, for this week. 
Oh boy, let's mm-hmm. tackle bold. <laughs> I'm so frustrated right now. Oh my gosh, let's talk. Let's move on to the bold and the beautiful. And there's only been one big storyline, and that's that we didn't even right. see Quinn see this week. But those people this week at all, nobody. Well, one person outside of the storyline. That's I'm it. honest. Honestly, I am glad that we didn't because I, that whole thing with Sean yeah, Quinn yeah. and Brooke is just ridiculous and rich. So it was nice to get a whole yeah. different something. But this something <laughs> is a big something. <laughs> so we we need to piecemeal mm-hmm. this, okay? Um, let's tackle the fact of okay. Steffi the character first. Do you like the fact that they turn and uh, God, Jacqueline Miss McInnes she was she, she killed really it good. this week. Ooh, I mean, it wasn't just the words, mm-hmm. her demeanor, mm-hmm. the way she looked. She yeah. looked like something was wrong with her. So, yeah, Jackie did a good good job on that. Anyway, mm-hmm. the character Steffi, do you think that? Should they have went this route with the Steffi character? I'll just start there. What so the think? only, the only reason, yeah, because I know you got issues. The only with reason this. why I'm in, somewhat enjoying this storyline is because of how mm-hmm. good of a job she is doing playing this role. Um, like you, like mm-hmm. you just said, she is like killing it right now. Um, with her acting. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever seen mm-hmm. like I, I've always enjoyed her, but I feel like this has been um, this mm-hmm. storyline has like really brought out how good of an actor she really is. So that's to me that's like yes. the only positive <laughs> that I can pull out of this situation. Um, exactly. Other than that, yeah, I hate, yeah. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, and I hate it because. Once again, they have made another Forrester look absolutely nuts. They've mm-hmm. they've basically like driven her mm-hmm. character down this totally completely dark path, turned her into a, a lunatic that is abusing mm-hmm. drugs. And once again, mm-hmm. we've got the Logans that mm-hmm. this is really what bothered me. Yes, and this is really save the day is. Mm-hmm. Liam has her there with two of the women in her life that have probably done not and not purposely, but have done the most harm to her, probably self-esteem, I guess, and to her life in general. So you have okay. her at her at her lowest right now, um, in the house with Brooke and Hope, who are both can be very self-righteous and high and mighty trying to defend herself about why mm-hmm. she should have her daughter. And I'm not saying that she should. I mean, of course, if she's abusing pills, she definitely shouldn't have her daughter in the house. If she's acting erratic like that, she definitely shouldn't be around Kelly right now. She needs help. It just bothers me that it's them that are the first people to tell her this is what this is what you need to be doing. That's what bothers me. Instead of Liam going straight to Ridge and Eric, he goes yeah, Hope and Brooke about the issue. That's that's why I'm mm-hmm. so bothered with it. 
Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I I was I was saying the same thing. Yeah. I was so not happy with Liam because Right. Call her father. Which is call what he should have done when he first went to Stephanie's Listen. house and they got and they were getting to that argument. He should have took a time out and he should have called Ridge instead of continuing to argue with her by himself and then taking yeah, and then taking and Kelly antagonizing her too. to him and Hope and, and Brooke's house. No, you should have just called her dad and you should have been there with her dad yeah. trying to, to, to figure out what the problem is. Don't take her don't take her daughter, knowing that she was probably going to follow you there into the pit with the Logans to where, and I will say this, I will say this, Brooke, Brooke and Hope didn't, you know, try to make her feel worse about herself. I felt like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, they're going to do that later. They're good at that. In the moment, they won't say anything, but they'll hold it over her head and we're coming down the line somewhere. (laughs) You remember that you were, Brooke is notorious of pulling out people's pasts and using it against them. So, yeah, they're not saying anything in the moment, but But they were, I felt like they were trying to be. supportive and and showing some type of care or worry towards Steffi and they weren't you know instead of just completely downing her and telling her how awful of a person she was they were saying you know we want to help you we want to we want to help you get better we want to look out for Kelly while you get some help um so I'm I'm glad that they weren't completely like total jerks in that moment jerks I guess where I stand with this whole thing is it was totally mishandled I mean granted he came over there she was knocked out I mean she was in a deep sleep she couldn't hear the baby was in the bed but the disorientation was what because see and I had this same comment in Mm -hmm. um, the group and I said, Liam's original purpose wasn't to come over there in the first place for Kelly. Reason and purpose was to come over right. there to tell her to stop talking to that dude. When he got there, when and the pill situation came up, it took a whole another turn. I felt that he should have contacted yeah. her father right there in her house. Listen, I'm going to sit here with Kelly. We're going to call your dad or we can call Eric. Let him know what's going on. Then she probably would have reacted in a different manner. But you take the kid out the house and run, make a yep. beeline to Brooke and Hope. What did, I mean, when you got somebody in that state of mind, and I even said this in the group, this is a situation of a drunk person speak a sober mind. And somebody had the nerve to say, well, she wasn't drunk. I know she wasn't drunk. Situation is the mind state. When you have a person that's speaking, because remember, there's another piece before Mm -hmm. we even get to Brooke and Hope's house, is the fact that basically Steffi is reading him the riot act about who he is. (laughs) (laughs) And I loved every minute of it. (laughs) He totally deserved that. And instead of him saying, you know what, hey, uh, obviously this girl going through some emotional pains he's so focused on these doggone pills my question is though 
She only took one or two pills. Am I correct? Uh, What'd she say? I thought she said a couple. One or two. She said two. She said two. Okay. Um, the other pills had already stopped because Dr. Finn hadn't given her any more. So there was a break in between there. Mm-hmm. And then Vinny sent over those pills, right? The way that this is scripted is if she's been abusing drugs versus taking this. Because obviously it's something in these drugs that Vinny gave her that it's either too mm-hmm. much or it's laced or something. Um, the way that this is scripted is that she's abusing as if she has been taken for a long period of time or something. Do um, you pick that theory up? Or did she just took this first dose of what Vinny sent her and had a actually a worse reaction than what I, she sh- I think should she have probably had. had a worse reaction than what she did with her prescribed drugs because they're drugs off mm-hmm. the street. Yeah, regulated, right? The the regular drugs from the from the pharmacy is more regulated and, and yeah. measured um, properly. But I also think that I I think that they are they were trying to show that she is being dependent on those pills because when she had the prescribed prescribed ones, she would pop one every time she felt the pain, mm-hmm. and she was running out of them fast because. Which, um, that is true. Would ask the doctor. That is true. I, I think I feel like I remember the doctor saying once one of the times that he gave her a refill, like you're out of them already. Like she was taking more than what she should be mm-hmm. taking at a time, and they should have been lasting her a little bit longer. Um. So I think they were trying to paint the picture that mm-hmm. she was abusing them. Yeah. Abusing. Okay. All right, because that's why I was like, wait a minute. Is this, you know, whatever. Um, I just think that this was mishandled. He, uh, I, I, do I, should I say Liam should have intervened? Absolutely. He's the father of the kid, okay? However, calling her exactly. father and grandfather should have been the first phone call. Not your, Not the girl that is your new wife and new yeah. stepmama who she has a bad history with. You know, I just, and then you on that side with them and with the mind state that Steffi's in, everything that she was saying was indicative of everything that she's been through with him, with Herman Hope, yeah. with Brooke and Hope, with Brooke and her yeah. mama. Everything just and came pouring out. I, I didn't like you know, and then that when she was saying mm-hmm. what Steffi was saying, all that she was saying about how the Logans um, take everything from them, and then you know, she's pointing out the history with her mom. And Brooke is standing there with this shocked look on her face, like she has no mm-hmm. clue what she's talking about. And it's like, Brooke, let's not play dumb here. You know why she's saying it, and you know that you did have a big role on why Ridge and Taylor didn't have a successful successful marriage because he went back and forth between the two of you all the time and she there were times where Brooke interfered when they were married. You know, it's ironic that this same story that she's singing is the exact same one mm-hmm. that Thomas was singing earlier this year about them. 
So, I mean, at what point do Ridge take his kids and say, we need to fix this? And I, I granted, I think Ridge has tried, but somewhere along the way, well, I mean, he always said, I need to fix my family. I need to fix what's going on between me and my kids. And especially when Thomas was yeah. going through this whole thing back in the spring, you know, he, that was one of the things that he was saying. But he really obviously need to figure this thing out. But the problem is that the Logan family has been so ingratiated in that family well before they were even born. You know, I mean... Eric had Brooke back way back in the day and then her mother too, you know, cause Beth was also part of this whole thing with Eric. I mean, so the whole family has just been, you know, built into the fabric of what has happened between the, the, the Logans and the Foresters. And now it's just come full circle that Steffi and now, well, Thomas and now Steffi is saying, I'm sick of y'all. Y'all yeah. been causing problems for my side of the family yep. for years. I will, blah, I will blah, say blah, for blah, Steffi, blah, some you know. of it was self-inflicted on her part. Because she got involved with Liam after Liam Correct. and Hope Correct. Um, <clears throat> had already, you know, started their whole other relationship. So that it, it's self-inflicted from that point of view mm-hmm. because she didn't, there was no need for her to, she knew what she was doing, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, people always want to take sides. You a Ste- you a Logan hater. You uh, a Steffi hater. Because I've gotten that comment, and people don't read my <laughs> read my post. Because one of my posts said both Hope mm-hmm. and Steffi has its issues. They both have issues. So I'm not making this all Logan fault. And I'm on because yeah. I mean Ridge does some things too. Everybody on this show does stuff. You know. When I made that post earlier this week about, you know, the fact that Liam is the catalyst in all of this because he's been bouncing back between the both of those girls for the last 12 years since 2008. I mean, it's been the truth. I mean, and then you want to sprinkle in, um, what's the girl? Um, Courtney Hope played, um, what's... Huh? Yeah, Sa- you want to sprinkle Sally in there? You want to sprinkle Ivy in there? I mean, he's been yeah. rolling around and waffling from here to there between all of these women in the past eight years. And then when somebody tells him, because I think he really got pissed off when Steffi was trying to tell him about himself because everything mm-hmm. she was saying, even if she wasn't lucid, or, or should I say, even though she wasn't sober at the time yeah, because she of those pills, she was spitting facts. You know, I mean, and he was like, this is not you. I can't believe you're yeah. talking to and me so this way. Hope, she should have been told you that years ago. Hope should have uh, cussed him out a long time ago, too. And so should Hope. And- yeah, I, and that's what I was telling folks in the group who wanted to call me uh, a hope hater yeah. I'm like no nah, both of these girls need to leave him alone yep. because he continued like to do this because they allowed him to and you exactly it's the same both of pattern women, but granted after mm-hmm. you know knowing what they went through that they wouldn't encourage mm-hmm. either of their daughters to keep pursuing Liam 
like as as many as much hurt and pain as they've gone through with him. Like if I was, especially Taylor. I mean, with the way that she mm-hmm. ended up, her relationship ended up with Red. I've been like, this is this whole thing reminds me of all that I went through with your father, um, all the the misery and you know um, that I went through with him. Don't go down the same path I did. Just move on from Liam and find somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And see, this is where I am not, I'm, I'm looking at the, giving a sad eye, I should say, to the writers. I, if you want to bring a light to the opioid epidemic, have at it. But at the same time, this was also the opportunity to move Steffi in the direction of Finn. Now she's going to be this, how is she going to be decent to right. be in any kind of relationship, even with the new dude? Now, granted, he may be, be able to help her through that, but from what I read, you know, just to throw a little, again, a little nugget out there, now they're going to have Liam working with Finn, Liam with Steffi. I'm involved. like, why? You be involved to the point where you're just taking care of Kelly and let Ridge and Thomas and Eric take care of her. Mm-hmm. And Hope is going to have a problem with that because in her, and I understand Hope because it's like, what are you doing? You got your daughter over here. She got her doctor. She got her mm-hmm. daddy. She got her granddaddy and her brother and all of this. Why are you working over yep. there with them when you should be helping me take care of these three kids over here? Liam be doing too much. He gets into this whole um, damsel in distress trying to yep. save somebody and then he lose sight yeah, on the exactly part that he with. with he did, he do that uh, all the time. kept trying to save Sally. Because of what his dad did. Yeah. And see, here's the problem with that. Finn obviously mm-hmm. still have feelings for her, and he's going to want to help Steffi. If Liam is over there and he starts to see, because remember, he don't want this dude messing around with Steffi, okay? So with him over there trying to dictate and work with Dr. Finnegan to help Steffi, I can yeah. guarantee you there's some problems going to happen with that, too. Mind his business. You go mind your business with your and daughter and, and let me take care of my daughter. That's what Rick needs to tell him. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I, I just, if they're going, I, take Liam out of the equation. If Ridge and and Thomas and Dr. Finnegan is going to help Steffi through this yeah. and a budding relationship come out yeah. of that, so be it. Basically. But Liam, stay home. You got what you wanted. You got your daughter <laughs> out of the house. Home. Now you stay home with your daughter and take care of her. And yeah. your wife and your other daughter and your cousin. I mean, come on. But um, what do you think about the whole Didn't thing with her coming. pulling this knife out? <laughs> Girl, that was crazy. Uh, that was, that was... I right. was like, y'all really I trying to how, take her like down that Rich, dark Rich path. Said, though, he was like, okay, you, you got the knife out. What's, what's the next step in this? Like, what are you planning on doing? You gonna, you gonna cut everybody? Or like, what's the point of you having this knife? And kind of, you know, bring her back to her senses, like, yeah, you're right. I, there isn't there isn't much I can do with this other than assault some people, and and then I'm in jail, <laughs> and I definitely won't have my daughter. Yeah, 
Yeah, but she went off on her father too. Oh my god, I was like, "Well, Ridge, I mean, his kids and how you know, knowing how they felt about Brooke because that was his fault. That's that's his fault that his kids feel the way they do about her because yeah, or Ridge was, um, in my opinion, I always felt like, and it was this was when the old Ridge, the old actor, um, Thor. Uh, Ron Moss was playing Ridge. I always felt like he Ron Moss favored um, Brooke and um, and Hope at one point over his own children and his you know his his kids with Taylor because it felt like it was always got and this was like around the time mm-hmm. when um, when Steffi and Phoebe and all of them were aged to adults. Um, and Steffi was starting to work at Forrester and, and then mm-hmm. like the Hope for the Future line and all that kind of stuff came out. And it's like, how is Hope getting all this stuff and your own daughter, your own daughter, who is a Forrester, keeps getting the shaft? She got in trouble. I remember, I forget what position Steffi had, but there was mm-hmm. something that happened. And it was something that Liam did, actually, that got Steffi fired. Um, because it was something that he did with a with a video or something like that because he was working with his dad and they blamed it on Steffi and she ended up getting fired for it and it's like mm-hmm. why it just felt like Steffi was always getting the short end of the stick and then Ridge was always taking up for Brooke and Hope and never for his own daughter um, so to me it's like mm. the his, the, that history right there it's basically like my dad cares about this this family over here and he doesn't really care about us like he should. And that's basically what was coming out with what Steffi was saying to him yesterday was you've always you basically always care more about them than you did us. And that's why she can't stand Brooke. Why she can't stand one of the reasons why she can't stand Hope. Yeah, because he's always supported them, and she's she's never really felt supported. Yeah, I you know I don't know if you remember like I think it was in 2018 with this whole thing where she was like I don't need uh, anybody. I'm yeah. a strong person. Remember that whole thing? Everybody was cheering for her because she was like, yeah. That was the best thing they could did for the yeah. character, and then they turn around in two years and destroyed it. <laughs> right. <I> was <laughs> like, what did you do that for? Because she was co CEO and running a business and having she took care of her baby yeah. because Liam was gone over the hopes at that time too. You know, she was like, I can do this by myself. I don't need nobody to define who I am and need you to define me and all of this and. Right. Slowly, they broke the crack in that foundation. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh Again, my it was, gosh, it was that's like crazy! That's crazy because never, never from that moment on did they once show her doing anything to where she was showing that she was strong and she could. She didn't need Liam. She could do things by herself because they would still. She would still make little comments about um, when you know when you and I were together or we had some good times or she'll always make some kind of reference to her relationship with Liam. And it's like, mm-hmm. stop 
stop having her refer back to their relationship because this isn't showing that she has moved on. She's obviously still thinking about him. She's obviously still upset that they're not together. And see, right. And the thing is, too, is that that at that point, now I know, granted, she got pregnant and Jacqueline got pregnant and had her baby within that time mm-hmm. period. So we didn't get to see her a lot on screen after that. But that would have been the opportunity at that point to bring in maybe like a, a Dr. Finnegan in at that point. Somebody strong, even if she didn't jump into a relationship with this dude, she has some type of connection where, you know, yeah, I'm the CEO, I'm taking care of my kid, but every now and then I can go out and date, do what I live my life, mm-hmm. and then come back home and still do me. You know, that's what they probably should have done instead of her, you know, once, of course, once she was back on screen after she had her little boy that they take her right back down to this. Liam should have been mine, and you took him from me. And I'm like, oh my god. That's that part I didn't like. Because it was like, oh my god, no, they didn't bring her circle back to this man. and He's just eating it all up. You know, oh, you took him from me, and he was mine, and this was my life. It just sucks that they were that hoping (laughs) Brooke were there to witness her breakdown because I, not that they were cheering it on or anything like that, but just the, you could just see the the judgmental wheels in Brooke's mind turning. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, seriously, and here's the thing, I don't know what this is going to mean for the whole, and I know this kind of shifts this whole theory to another storyline, but with Ridge working so closely with having Brooke take care of that grandbaby, how is that going to affect this whole thing with Shauna? Because right now, he's probably going to be more focused on Steffi and his granddaughter at this point. I, he don't have time yeah. to be running around trying just, to figure out this whole thing between Brooke and Shauna. Because it's, it's po- this is pointless. We know what's going to happen. We know they're going to find out about what Quinn and Shauna did and once he as soon Boy. as he finds out he's definitely going to leave her so just how about better yeah, yeah just it. have Riz just be by himself Shauna do her thing Brooke you stay over in your corner just let him take care of his daughter oh, yeah. and, and Thomas too because we got to talk about him because he did something pretty interesting this week you know what's uh, you know, have him just focus on him and his kids and getting that off yeah. straightened out. He ain't got to be in nobody's little, bed right now. He gave a little, um, you know, I mean, that's just my thought. Him and Hope mm-hmm. were at the cabin. And he had another little, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had another little, uh, I'm talking about Thomas? Uh, like a flash, yeah, about mm-hmm. him and Hope. And I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Daydream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again. Like please don't please don't go down that road. <laughs> I'm over them at this point. This will be what the third or what third or fourth time where he's yeah. That's what I'm saying. As much as the Logan, as much as the Forest of Men can't stand yeah. some things that the Logans do, y'all can't stay away from them. 
You know, I mean, he gets so mad about the Logans, the Logans, the Logans. That's what he was saying earlier this year. But then at the same time, right. you over there exactly. obsessed. What did you think about the college result again? <laughs> so, but, yeah. Girl, what, what tripped me out is talking about, you know, all of it wasn't fake. I still have feelings right. for you. I'm like, why couldn't you let that be back then? Mm-hmm. Remember we were talking about that back in March and April? We was like, boy, it would be a twist if um, if Thomas says skip hope and, you know, actually stayed and got married just to uh, to Zoe and now you come yeah. back in September talking <laughs> about, oh yeah, by the way, I did have feelings for you. <laughs> and honestly, I would, I would have that was them crazy. to put those two back together because I like those that two. That was again. crazy. I said that last week. I mean, but you know what? Why did they even bring that up? I'm wondering if, and I think me and you touched on this earlier this month, was that that would be an interesting triangle to have Carter, Zoe, and Thomas in all of that and see what happens. Why not? Mm Mm-hmm. But, okay, here's a a question that's been floating around on social media about Thomas. A lot of people are saying that Thomas might have been the one that put the pills, even though I had an actual tweet from Twitter that I posted from the real bold and the beautiful that says that Thomas was totally unaware of what was in that box. But there are a lot of people that still want to believe that Either he knows when he did it, or he actually is the one that put it in there. Okay, because I mean, storylines mm-hmm. are subject to change depending on how the writers want to write them. Even though, what do you think? Do you think this is actually no. of anything, or do you think Thomas is related that, that to this in even, some way with these pills? That's not even logical with the way that Thomas reacted to yeah, um, Stephanie, <clears throat> and then you know, how he explained things to his dad and then him even bringing it up to Zoe. Like, why would he even bring that up to Zoe in the first place if he knew what the problem was, if he knew that he put those pills in there for Steffi? There's no way that that's what happened. That do, I think people that are saying that are probably just people that don't like Thomas and they like to blame him for everything. Well, they're nitpicking certain scenes because there's a scene because I totally believe he's not a part of this. I mean, like I said, I'm going by what I know. Bold put out a tweet on Twitter that he was totally unaware. Um, But just to play around with some of the comments and some of the theories that are out there, there is a comment that Ridge told Thomas to stay at Steffi's house just in case I call until I get back. And he went to Forrester instead. And so people are speculating that this is his plot by Steffi being out of her mind, his plot to be co-CEO. At Because remember, she's a CEO and this could mm-hmm. be a scandal if it's found out that she's on drugs or whatever or the way they want to spin this and now they're saying that this is Thomas's play mm-hmm. for Forrester that's I'm, I'm I've seen a lot of that in the groups I mean that could be a twist do you think that that's a possible twist 
that they could change the goal that route? It is. I just, I don't see that. It's far-fetched, isn't it? went this week that he was in on her having those pills. Yeah, that would be, I mean, yeah, Yeah. he did put pills in Liam's drink back in the day. I mean, early this year. But I don't think he would do that um, to his sister. Just Mm -mm. straight up give them to her. What would be the point in acting like it was just Vinny? Exactly. It just don't make sense. I mean, granted, like you said, there are some people because the way that Bold did Thomas when we came back from the pandemic break is that everybody's okay with him now. If you notice that, I mean, even with the conversation between Hope and him, they were laughing and talking and smiling and Hope was comfortable. And a lot of people are not over what has happened in March and April. So a lot of folks is like, I don't understand what's going on. How is it that they they... can just accept him back? How can you trust him? Yeah, They rewrote the the storyline. That's what they did. Bill always, (laughs) Bill, there is not a moment where Bill isn't Mm -hmm. doing something underhanded or sneaky or nasty to somebody. And every Mm -hmm. time they find a way to just Mm-hmm. Make everybody okay with them. It happened when he did all that stuff with the building with Sally. I mean, I think for a moment, him and, and Liam, you know, were on bad terms for a little mm-hmm. while. But um, it seems like Brooke and uh, what's her name? What's her little sister? Katie and all of them and Wyatt, like, they all accept Bill with open arms after every little incident he pulls. And his have been life threatening incidents incidences. <laughs> Dump ridge out of a helicopter. <laughs> and I and I guess exactly. You know, and I guess that's where because did Thomas mm-hmm. do some horrible things? He got he gaslit his son, <clears throat> the things that happened with him and Hope and the whole keeping of the secret of the baby and all of this stuff, that was some horrible things. In the mind of reality, yeah, you're probably going to hold that against somebody for a while. But in the mind of fictional television, because this is a character and unless the character is leaving the show, you got to figure out yeah. a way to bring him out of the corner yeah. that they're backed into. This is how they did a it. Hard time understanding this. And, like, this isn't, you know, because they do this with all characters that do something crappy at mm-hmm. some point. But Wyatt was a crappy um, person at one point. Mm-hmm. He used to do a lot of sneaky, underhanded things. Quinn, <laughs> Quinn was crazy as, as hell at one point on the show. Well, really, from the moment she's been on the show, I think when she, her and Eric married each other, mm-hmm. this has been the longest stint that she's had where she wasn't doing something off the wall. Yeah, you know, I just tend to think that because people really get so connected with certain characters and storylines, which is why you see that the actors and actresses can be really affected by, you know, I mean, look at what they did with with Wayne Brady. Mm -hmm. They trashed him so bad that he was actually verbally attacked, 
you know, because they were so deeply attached to the storyline of him stealing the baby. It's a storyline. You know, and that's why I always put in the group, you know, you guys, I understand some of these storylines are intense. These are real people that are acting out these particular characters. So when they do, I mean, Matt Atkinson obviously did a great job at playing Thomas because half of you guys wouldn't be so upset at him right now um, with what he's doing. But a character can't stay in the corner unless you are going to um, unless he's going to leave the show or something. Now, have they done that with a yeah. Sheila Carter or something like that? Sheila Carter is Sheila Carter, but that's who they've yeah. made that character to stay in that state. Whereas the the Thomas Foresters, the the Steffies, the Hopes, you know, the Bill Spencers, even the Victor Newmans, you cannot leave legacy right. characters in a corner There's without pulling them out. Like you just can't. Be, like they're just made to be so villain, like Sheila. Carter. For those, and the mm-hmm. the other side of that is that Sheila never really had like a right. family, a staple family on the show. It's always really just kind of been her on her own and just you know marrying different right. people or whatever, but. Like she doesn't have a family. Like Thomas is is a forester, so he's got a whole family of people, and he wasn't always this type of character. So of course they're not going to keep him in that. At least I hope that they're not going to keep him in that type of a a a, a role. Exactly. You wouldn't want. I mean. It's like they're holding grudges against the character. And granted, listen, people get to choose the way they want to feel. I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't feel a certain way. Just from a perspective of being a commentator, uh, we both are. Um, The thing is, when you're talking about these characters, a, a writer can switch up at any time. Look at how we was just talking about the, the confident Steffi Forrester who don't need anything to run the world. Now she's on pills. Now we come from Obsessive. Thomas who was this deranged, out of his mind character who was terrorizing yeah. his son and doing all this stuff. And now yeah. he can have a civil conversation with people. Writers do that. And that's okay because it's a it's a television show. So enjoy the soaps. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, kind of so realize the, what this the really people is. That are you know what I mean? So, go ahead. Uh, scheme that they think Thomas is the one that's behind or the same the, some of the same people that still think that Bill Spencer is Kelly's father. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and listen, can the writers just say, you know what, we're going to switch this up? They sure can. Who knows? They might come back five, ten years from now. Kelly's now 15. And then she do a DNA test and like, oh, wait a minute. Right. You know, Liam is not your father. Bill is your father. Pointless. Can they do that? Absolutely. But at this point in time, from what's written, that, the, it, it is what it is. And the reason that whole thing <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make sense so, is because I mean, you at, can, the, mm-hmm. at that time, Bill was trying to keep them apart. And what would have been a greater way to keep them apart than Kelly being his daughter? Yeah. And people swear up and down that he was the one that switched the test because he just wanted his son to be happy. And I'm like, no. Exactly. If he cared about his son being happy, he wouldn't have slept with his wife. 
And he and, and his whole goal, he said it himself. His whole goal was to keep them apart because he wanted Stephanie exactly. for himself. So what what sense would that make? <laughs> and that would have definitely because. I mean, because remember, Bill went so far as to wanting to have Steffi move yeah. up in his house. He had created a whole nursery at his house. Remember that? Right. So, and then Steffi so was like, no, nah, I'm not I doing this with you. Don't, that would have been, <laughs> if, if that was going to come out, it would have come out then. So the, the only thing that would make sense if there was a paternity Mm-hmm. And I mean, Scott Clifton even confirmed it himself when on Twitter back at that time. He was like, look, guys, I'm not I'm I'm according to the way that the script is written right at this yeah, moment in time. Um, uh, uh, Liam is Kelly's father. It is. The, the, he confirmed it himself as the actor. So I don't know what folks need. Granted, people can think what they want to yeah. think. It is what it is. It keeps it fun, keeps the dialogue going in the groups. But, you know, I guess at the point where it becomes out of control, where people start attacking each other, right. where people start attacking the actors and actresses, that's when you need to draw the line. And, you know, I mention that all the time. So um, that was the only two storylines this week that we catch everything on it. We talked about everything that happened at Brooke's house. We talked about yep. stuff that happens at Steffi house. Yep. And, and we I talked hope. about Zoe and Thomas. So <laughs> oh, excuse me. I think I you covered Thomas, everything. Thomas, oh. we What'd you say? <laughs> yeah. So I need to throw this nugget out here that I saw. They are saying oh, that really? Ridge is going to go through with the marriage to Shauna. Yeah, because remember, she wants an actual real, real marriage shown in L.A. in front of everybody. Yeah, so I'm hoping that's a rumor. But I actually yeah. I saw it this morning. I'm like, are you kidding me? You need to be focused on your daughter right now. Um, I was just saying that's interesting. Um, decided to do that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And of course, they said Brooke is not going to be too happy about that either. Um, she stops the ceremony. Not that it would matter because I mean they're already married. Yeah, they're legally married, so and their on um, um, marriage is the you know their divorce is final. So, all right. So, did you have any flip the script? We got to do that segment. Flip the script for um. I don't really have a young and the restless and bold and the beautiful and the restless. Not anything that would be new. Uh, my only flip the script for bold and the beautiful. Mm-hmm would be that, so like how we saw Thomas about Hope this week um, when he was hanging out at her house. I'm hoping what what I would like to see is Mm -hmm. them like really truly Mm -hmm. have him pulling away from the idea of being with Hope or fantasizing about her and I I really want to see him and Zoe um, get back on track somehow. And mainly, oh, okay, between Zoe Carter. 
Okay. Yeah. And I really like the chemistry between her and Thomas. And Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. Um my flip the script on um the young and the restless is that mm-hmm. um the truth come out about Billy first. So if you know, since they want to pull out some truths on them. Pull out a couple truths on since you want to trash me, and especially with her being the CEO, the whole JT cover up on Victoria, and the whole thing with Billy and the um, <laughs> running, trying to run Adam down. Maybe they'll go sit down somewhere. Um, and then on Bold, if I had to do a flip the script, because that was a good one that you had. Let them go ahead and put Zoe and Thomas together. But um, I want fans to stand up to Liam yeah. and say, you know what, you're That'd no longer nice needed here. See. You take care of your daughter, and we got this. Yeah. Oh, but this, I love, I care about Steffi. I don't care. This has nothing to do exactly. with you. She's your daughter is in your, your child, care. So you're going to be with your child. You're not. Yeah, I kind of want, I want, yeah, I want Ridge, Thomas, and even Dr. Yeah. Finnegan, especially you know Dr. I, Finnegan, um, to tell him, was happy that go sit down somewhere. Was, <laughs> I thought Thomas was going to be, like, on Steffi's side and in denial about her mm-hmm. problem. Um, but when he was talking to Ridge and when he was talking to Zoe about it, he was saying how mm-hmm. she was being erratic and um, unreasonable. And it didn't make sense that Liam, because you know how much he hates Liam. Um, I, I thought that he was going to jump on her side and and go over to Hope's yes. house and start cussing out Liam with her. So I'm glad that they didn't do that and that he, you know, was actually being uh, rational about the situation and seeing that there was something going on with her. Yeah, that's why I really truly think that when it comes to Thomas, they're taking him down a different direction. I don't know if that I would prefer to be with Zoe, but they're trying to clean him up. They're making him tolerable to be yeah. in the same space with a lot of people yeah. who couldn't stand him eight months ago. So, yeah, they're going somewhere with that character. I'm just interested to see where they go. Yep. Yeah, I, I no, I, I just, but you know what is possible because if what I read was correct, like I was telling you, uh, you know, Liam is mm-hmm. supposed to be overly involved with taking care of Steffi, and that's a problem from Hope. That's where Thomas could come in and say, see, he's focused on him. my sister again, then, he's overly involved. Because then it's going to look you know, like you're just trying to get me and Liam. I don't want to come from him either. Break up. Um, for your own selfish reasons, I I want if that happens, uh-huh. I don't want Thomas to have anything to do uh-huh. with it. I don't want him to go to Hope with any of his opinions. I just want it to be because Hope is sick of it, and Hope sees it herself, and she doesn't need Thomas telling her. Yeah. yeah, because you notice they're building up a rapport. They're able to talk to each other. So if she's because mm-hmm. remember he was missing for a while before she knew about the whole pill thing. Because we did we talk about the little cabin incident? So besides the fact that he was daydreaming, 
But because she's feeling some kind of way about him not being back home yet, yeah, Thomas is true. sensing that, and they're having actual rational conversation about that. So it could get to a point if he's overly involved in Steffi's recovery. This allows that open door for conversation. And it doesn't have to be Thomas being pushy about it. It could be hope like, I can't believe this is happening again. Liam is still at your sister's house. I don't know what's going on. I got to take care of these kids, blah, blah, blah. And Thomas is like, well, don't worry. I can help you with the kids. It's okay. It's no problem. But uh, hey, I don't want to overstep any boundaries. If you need me to leave when you want me to leave, I will. They can definitely clean that up to make it all about hope drawn to him now. You know what I mean? So we'll see, though. That's that's probably far and maybe because we we still got November sweeps coming up. So it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like for both of the shows. I don't. All right. So that is it. Unless you had anything else. We don't. It's been an interesting week on both. Typical stuff on the Young and the Restless. Hopefully it'll get a little different this week with the Young and the Restless, but it remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to see if something else happens with them. (laughs) Yeah, well, you're going to be... Never mind. You got to even see Friday because Mariah is just okay. Um, Yeah. She, I don't know what's her hatred with Theo. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, I mean, granted, and this is going back, not coming up on this week, but just to throw this out there before we go, I don't understand what her big issue is about Theo yeah. okay fine he's reckless and everything but so is Tessa so I mean you you're so judgmental on Theo but half yeah. of the stuff that Theo does Tessa has done even more so cut it out okay. Um, but that's it I'm not going to digress off into that so that's our show for this week for September 21st through um, September 25th of the Young and Restless and Bold and the Beautiful review and recap. Thank you guys from all over the globe. I mean, we got uh, folks listening to us from Austria, Germany, Finland, Canada, United States, everybody. And I appreciate you guys so much for listening to us and our content every week. And stay tuned. Um, like I said, I threw some nuggets out there for the next week. So stay tuned for that stuff. Bye. And in the meantime, be happy. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong, and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms, such as via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. 
If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.